Evening, guys. Um, welcome to this week's second episode of the Chasing Past podcast. Um, I'm on to this one, um, as obviously joined by Craig. All right, fantastic, mate. I just went over Valderrama, so I'm buzzing with life. Lovely stuff. Um, how do you think that was, went all right? Yeah, went all right. Got a few. I feel like I've got a few decent shouts this week. Uh, well, obviously, we'll see, and I'll be like raging with anger come Sunday. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Be, be, be Thursday morning, knowing you. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, we've only got half an hour to do this pod in um, as timing issues. Um, so we'll get straight onto it. Um, a special guest coming back this week. Um, we've got none other than PGA Tout on Twitter. Um, we've got John Hasselbauer. Are you all right, mate? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It's no been, worries, uh, mate. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's been too long. I, I'm trying to think the last tournament we were on together. Uh, it's been a few months. It's good to be yeah, back. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. Um, yeah, it's been great. Um, great having you again. Uh, I think it was that memorial that uh, the famous memorial now that um, Ram had to withdraw. Ah, yes. Not long ago. Yeah, I didn't have that one predicted. No, no. <laughs> I didn't, didn't predict the COVID diagnosis, unfortunately. When well, That was the second one as well, wasn't it? Was that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, anyway, we got the CJ Cup this week on the PGA Tour. Um, we're to a, a new course, the Summit Club. Um, still in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I'll just go through the quick details. Uh, Tom Fazio design, um, 7,400 yards, um, par 72, four par threes, 10 fours and four fives, um, bent grass greens. Um, it's a 78-man field, no-cut event. Um, and we're at altitude again this week. Um, so I say it makes it a bit shorter um, for after the shorter just to come into it. Um, what do you make of this week, John? What do you reckon? How, how do you reckon it's going to unfold? Yeah, um, I think it's another desert golf course. So, mm. uh, you know, similar, I guess, similar comparable setup to what we just saw at the Shriners for um, at TBC Summerlin. Mm. Um, should expect low scoring again. I think you know it, it's a convenient comp to just say look at Shadow Creek. At last year's CJ Cup because it's just another Vegas hosted CJ Cup, um, but they are actually very similar. Um, the the yardage is similar. They're both Tom Fazio. They're both bent grass greens. Um, you know, I, I think Shadow Creek is a little more challenging, and even that I believe got to twenty under when uh, when Kokrak won it. Although a majority of that field actually, um, there was only like five players within I think five strokes of the lead. So uh, what Kokrak did on that course was a bit of an anomaly. He got a hot putter. Um, overall shadow Creek was actually a, a difficult test. Uh, this should be much easier than that. Um, reading that, uh, it's possible that, that players could even start seven under, um, on the first seven holes in this course, which is interesting because it starts, okay. it starts with a drivable par four under four, 400 yards. There's two reachable par fives. As you mentioned, it's, it's thin air elevation. So the yardage is mm-hmm. going to be shorter than what it looks like on the, on the golf cart as, as kind of is the case with desert golf in general. Um, so that just opens up the, the playing field for the shorter hitters. Uh, you know, we'll get into Colin Morikawa who's a member here, but he's the type of guy 
who belongs to this club and uh, is capable of driving these greens. So that just yep. goes to show you that you don't have to be the longest hitter on tour. You can get by with like average distance off the tee and still, um, you know, create eagle or birdie opportunities. Um, and, and yeah, I think overall that the, as is the case with desert golf, similar to what you might see at like a waste management, uh, Phoenix open at TPC Scottsdale, it's, it's open fairways. And then if you miss the fairways, you're kind of dealing with like, cacti and like a natural woodland yeah. um, that they did build up. It's a little more tree line than your typical uh, desert course. So that there's a little bit of a premium on accuracy, but uh, the fairways are so lot, so wide that you don't have to be a, a typical fairway finder uh, to get around here. You can, you can spray it a, a tiny bit and still get away with it. And the, the rub's not super long. Um, the, the, the greens seem to be pretty large or larger than average as well. So um, not really looking too much at, around the green this week, not looking too much on like total off the tee. I think this is going to be a second shot course, um, and another, another per- putting contest. So just looking at good bent grass putters who can hit their irons. Well, um, uh, that's, that seems to be the, kind of the story of the fall swing. And I don't think that's going to be too different this week. I completely agree. Um, definitely looks like a second shot course. Um, it's going to come down to your main. Hitting the right places on these uh, large greens, um, making a ton of putts, like you said, um, and just racking up as many as possible. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think it is. Um, going into the odds, anyway. Um, looking at my book here, we've got um, joint favourites. Um, we've got JT and DJ at the top. Um, funny enough, this week I did see that DJ could go world number one, couldn't he? Um, if DJ wins, um, Ram misses out on a top 15 in Spain, um, DJ goes number one. Again, he does. Um, so maybe a bit of encouragement for him, a bit of motivation maybe. What do you reckon? <laughs> it's always uh, curious to figure what motivates DJ. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it all already and he's always so even killed. Uh, but it's a good point. That's always surprising that Rom doesn't have more of a stronghold on that world number one, it seems like it's always up for grabs if he doesn't win a tournament. It's just the way the, the scoring system works. So um, we, we've been waiting for DJ to look like himself for a while. And yeah. uh, obviously after kind of sweeping the Ryder Cup, uh, he seems to have found his form again, which is frightening. Um, so if you believe you're getting prime peak DJ from two years ago, um, sort of like November Masters DJ, if you think he's showing up this week, then maybe that... 10 or 12 to one number is uh, something that you go for. I'm not hundred percent there yet. So I'll probably be skipping that, but uh, I would understand that play. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if he, if he plays like he did at the bloody whistling straight, you know what I mean? He, he could literally turn up here and shoot 30 under, couldn't he? <laughs> he could. We all know yeah, what he's like. Good. We all know <laughs> what he's like. Um, it was great to see him back. All right. It wasn't, too great obviously for us to see him back at the Ryder Cup but for me it's great to see him play you know what I mean like that because I'm a massive fan of DJ um, yeah it's good to have him back and hopefully he does show in tournament golf um, a bit of that um, form that we've seen a couple of years ago definitely um, no cut Xander what do you reckon yeah, I uh, I wrote him up this week. Um, I am always surprised that the respect that he gets on the boards uh, relative to some of the other stars. I always think of him as a guy who kind of flies under the radar, uh, lives in the shadow of the other sort of elite players because he doesn't win as often. Yeah. Um, as you said, no cut events. He's always money in them. 
um, and um, even these like international CJ Cup style events overseas, he's always done well. And Tom Fazio events, he, there's been no one better yeah. in the last year uh, with how he played at the Olympics at Kissimmee Gaseki, which is Fazio, a pretty similar laid out course to what we'll see here. And then uh, Augusta obviously has the Fazio connection at where he finished runner up. And uh, you also finished up at CJ Cup last year, Shadow Creek. So if you played well at all of those courses, I have to assume you're going to play well again here. I uh, did not like how short his number opened at like 12 to 1. I think he was a co-favorite on a lot of boards with mm. DJ and JT. I don't really agree um, that he has the same ceiling as those two players. So I, I don't love that bet anymore. I think I'm, I was expecting him to be more like 16. Yeah. Um, and if he was, I probably would just bet him and, and Colin and maybe call it a day. But uh, it's 12 to 1 on that. I don't think I'm going to get there. You just mentioned um, Morikawa. Um, you taking him this week? Yeah, I'm definitely taking Colin. Um, I, I I know he's going to be popular. I know that's not a hot take. Um, I, I feel like you have to be confident in him. Um, what, what we saw from him at the concession was that uh, when you have a young guy on a course that nobody's seen before at the WGC Mexico last year when he won it, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of gives an advantage to the guys who don't have experience to lean on. Um, in general, and now we go to a course that nobody's really seen, and he's a member at it, so it's kind of a double advantage for him coming into this event. He knows how to play it. It's not a course where you necessarily need to strategize it because it is sort of a birdie fest. But yeah, um, you know, with with Colin, I think you have to be concerned about the putter. Um, and it looked okay at the Ryder Cup, and I, I just um, anecdotally think that if you're playing your home course, you know how to putt on those greens. So it should at least not throw him many surprises, um, which which gives me reason to believe that we can be optimistic about the putter, mm-hmm. and and we should expect him to get back to, um, you know, his dominance with the approach game, which is, um, you know, what he does best. So I'm feeling pretty confident in Colin. I think he's getting disrespected again with the odds. I think his his odds should definitely be flipped with Colin with um with Xander's. I think that's crazy yeah. that that Xander's so much shorter than Colin, um, and it's pretty like widely publicized that Colin is a has those Vegas ties, lives there, and is is a member and an ambassador of, of this course. So uh, he will gain popularity over the course of this week. I don't think there's any uh, doubt about that, but I think it's uh, well justified. Happy days. Um, Craig, old um, Rory, 16 to 1. Not, not tickle you fancy at all, mate? No, moving on. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, you again, lot, lot most is at the top. You know what I mean. It suits his game. It does, but he just looks off, don't he? He does, um, and definitely not at sixteen to one. Um, definitely no. Yeah, big jump then in the odds. Um, I'm going to mention a guy that I know John. You said off air you wanted to discuss. Um, jump right up to twenty five to one um, on Brooks. Quite a quite a big shout that twenty five to one, quite a big odds. Yeah, I've seen him as high as twenty eight, and I'm look if it ever gets to thirty, I'll definitely bet it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he's just he's an elite player, and he's buried behind some of these other big names. Um, he had a bad weekend, um, you know, last week in Vegas, which I think a lot of people would just credit him, um, having other priorities in order, maybe going to see that boxing match that was in town and <laughs> showing up a little hungover yeah. on Sunday. Uh, if you look at his numbers, his his, um, his body numbers didn't look great, but he lost them all on Sunday. Where I'm just going to assume he was hungover. Um, so I'll give him a pass on that. He's he's 
when he's on, he's one of the better putters on tour, and he's he's kind of in the middle of this big putting slump where he's lost in four or five consecutive uh, events. But uh, looking at the individual rounds, it seems like he's not completely lost. It's just a little erratic. So uh, I think a second week in Vegas, um, you know, maybe does him a little better. Um, it, the the ball striking has been great for him recently with, between off the tee and approach. So you really just have to hope that he sort of regresses back to the mean of how how good of a putter he is. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, last time we saw him uh, win was in the desert at the Waste Management. So you know yeah. he's he's pretty good with with desert golf. And um, I, I've never really want to reach for Brooks, but I'm always happy to buy low on him. And this looks like a buy low spot. Obviously. I know it was at Nine Bridges. Obviously, he's won the CJ Cup twice. You know what I mean? In 16 and 18 as well. Um, you know what I mean? So, maybe some good vibes from that, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, I don't know what sort of connections you can draw um, between here and South Korea, but um, I, I would say maybe you question how much Brooks cares about a given event uh, yeah, week true. to week. Yeah. And uh, he's cared enough to win this event before. So... Um, maybe maybe that it will alleviate some concern of, of whether he's fully in it this week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, then just quickly into like the thirties range, we've got a lot of ball strikers around the thirty to one mark, thirty-five to one. Um, we've got Matsuyama, we've got Usalzen, we've got Simpson, we've got Cam Smith, Harris English, Abe Anser, Tyrrell Atten. Craig, does any of them jump out to you? Um, Cam Smith would be the one for me. Um, about I think I think you can get about thirty-five to one on them. Um, yeah. Double check. I'm sorry. Uh, so Cam Smith, yeah. Um, thirty-five to one. I you can get thirty-five to one on Cam Smith. I just think, yeah, I just think with Smith is with it gonna it's gonna be a birdie fest and well I think the putters are definitely gonna take advantage of it and obviously it's well documented how how well how how good Cameron Smith's uh, short game is. I just feel uh, I know it's I know it's gonna be his first start of the season since the two championships, but I just think what perfect what what a perfect course kind of to yeah. suit his eye to start it than this kind of course. So just I've got I just feel he's got to go well this week. Definitely, um, I know you, you agreed, didn't you, John? Before the off, um, now you said Cam Smith. Yeah, uh, any like putting contest, birdie fest, where you need to, you know, get to the twenties. I want to look at the best putters in the field. Uh, Cam Smith. Was arguably the best putter on tour last season, um, and you know he he closed out a little rocky um, in the FedEx playoffs, which is the last time we saw him. But um, you know you know he has the upside to hit a lot of putts, get streaky with the putter, which is what you need to put up a big score here. Um, Irons look great at the Northern Trust, um, so you know that's not too far away. Hopefully he can channel that, and if the irons yeah. are good. And the putter's there. This is not a course that you need to be uh, perfect off the tee. So, um, you know, if you take that away, then Cam Smith's one of the best players in the world. So I definitely like Cam in this spot. Nice. And nice. and he was 11. He was 11th last year at uh, uh, Shadow Peak as well. So there's another kind nice. of tick in his box. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hurt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think August is a perfect comp for this, but I think if you can play well consistently at Augusta, there's a lot of qualities between the Fazio connection uh, that should translate here. Um, and he's one of the better year over year players at Augusta. So I think that's definitely interesting. Nice. Yeah. Um, just moving on, um, Craig, I know you've got one of these, um, but I'll just ask you a question. Um, two sort of same ability guys, um, sort of same styles of play. Um, Jason Kokrak or Mark Leishman? What do you reckon, John? This way. Um, I'm probably not going to play either, to be honest. Um, I was high on Kokrak at the Northern Trust. Uh, but he definitely seems to be like searching back for his ball striking form. Mm. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that. I think his form is a little bit better going into the CJ Cup last year. Um, but with that said, he, he's had all of his success on bent grass greens. Um, and just looking long term, he is one of the better bent grass putters on tour. So if he still has that going for him, he's going to stay in it. With Leishman, it looks like he's been leading on the putter the last two rounds, which has been on fire. So you have to wonder if he can keep that up. But yeah. Um, um, you know, I think, uh, if I had to pick between the two, I would lean co-crack, uh, cause he's just more familiar with the, the Vegas area, but, um, you know, Leishman may be like a top five or top 10 since he's been sort of backdooring those. Yeah, definitely. Um, Craig, you've had Leishman, haven't you? That's right. Yeah. I just think, um, I just think the way he started this season, they started, they started the season like a, like a bullet train. Um, Two events this season. Fortinet was fourth and he was third last week at the Shriners. Um, finished 19 under last week. Uh, it's going to be kind of similar kind of test. Um, as John alluded to, uh, the putter's been on fire so far. Uh, in his two starts, he ranked second in both events for a strokes game putting. So it's just whether or not he can keep that up. Mm. Um, he's... His irons last week weren't as good. He's 34 for approach play last week when uh, he was 6 of the 4 in it. So there is a little bit of a difference there. But I just think I, I just think if it's going to be kind of one of them kind of pitch and, pitch and putt kind of courses, make your birdies, make your scores. Yeah. I just I just think at that kind of price range, 50s is a, I think it's a good price for Leishman. Yeah, I'd, I'd tend to agree, um, just because of the start of the season he's had. Um, it seems to be ter- quite popular. It seems to be yeah. Quite he, t- he, t- he turns up at the he turns up at the big courses. He does um, big events, obviously Vegas, big money events. You know what I mean, it, it, he's going to turn up, I think, again. Um, definitely. Um, talking of second shot golfers who make their puts, um, I know your last your third and final one this week. Um, is around this price. Uh, yeah, it's a slight concern because he withdrew last week with a rib, mm. injury, uh, rib injury. But Kevin Nah, I thought was a good price this week at fifty-five to one with seven places. Um, yeah. Well, God knows it's only Kevin Nah that knows how 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 fit he feels and how good he feels from the rib injury. But again, just just looking at the kind of best putters in the world in the kind of field, Kevin Nas definitely in the top three, four, or yeah. definitely top five anyway. 
first Stokes game putting. It's well documented how good a putter he is. And um, yeah, he's just turned into a serial winner over his past was it three, four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's turned into a serial winner. Was it four, four wins now in the last two seasons? Two, three Sounds seasons? Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I just think he's turned into a killing machine and when he is in contention, uh, I'd rather have the likes of Kevin now up there who's a proven winner now than some of the other guys that are kind of mm-hmm. below him in the market. So I just thought it was a, quite a good place to be honest, albeit ribbon Jimmy aside. Yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll see. I mean, you'll you soon tell by round one how he starts. He won the Shriners as well, 2019, um, which obviously at Summerlin is yeah. in the desert as well. So, Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, fingers crossed for that one, at least. Um, I've only got one bet this week, um, as I'm concentrating on the Andalusia Masters. Um, but the one I've had is uh, Russell Henley at 66-1. to 1. Um I think six six is quite a big price, really, for Henley. Um, considering you're talking a, an approach golf course, second shot, you mean make your putts, move on. Um, you can get hot quite quick. Um, all right, last week, um, last week was his first appearance of the season. Um, he finished tied twenty first. Um, he just had that stumble um, around the turn on his second round. Um, he shot his second round seventy. Um, but obviously without that he'd have been obviously much better off. Um, but still, 21st, not a bad shout. Um, he was awful off the tee last week. He was 152nd off the tee last week. He was 145th at putting as well, which is really unlike Henley. Um, because because I had them, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think because Craig had him. Yeah, and clearly no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was first for approach, eighth tee to green and third in greens in regulation. You know what I mean? So, Typical Henley performance, really. Um, just need the putter to put the heat up a little bit, um, and I'm sure he'll be up there. I do. Um, he had form at Shadow Creek last year. Um, he was tied third. He was. Um, he does play well on Fazio designs. Um, par four scoring. Um, as Tom, um, as John alluded to, sorry. Um, he's all over it. So I think this week, just the one at 66, I think he's. Uh, Good, good price this week. Um, looking at some of the others that are beneath him this week, definitely. You're not back in Siwoo. He's a guy that I looked at, and I might may well go go on him um, before the start of, before the start of the tournament. Um, just because of the Fazio connection, um, plays well on these type of courses. Um, T D Green game has been really good. Um, just needs to find his putter. He does definitely. Um, it was it, 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 the three of them were going to be Henley, Siwoo, and yeah, um, Joaquin Neiman. If I'd have if I'd had a proper go on this week, um, but like, just because of timing wise today, um, I didn't have a chance to fully research this one, so I just had the one. Just looking at it, it's a shame. It's a shame. Mito Pereira's not in the field, day, John. It's probably for the better. I just keep losing money on him, but I will stay patient and continue to bet him as, whenever uh, he's in the tournament. I won't give up. Exactly. Yeah. What 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 has it what has it been with Nito that's been letting him down? 
I haven't really kept a close eye. I think it's the putting, is it not? I think it's been a little, it's been yeah. a little disappointing with the putting recently. It's it's entirely the putter. Um, you know, he's been top ten tee to green. I think all three events. Um, you know, since the restart, so mm. um, or however many it's been. Um, yeah, he, he's ball striking a great. He's hitting it far. And truthfully, uh, he's not really a great fit for these birdie fests because he's not going to hit a lot of putts. He makes a ton of pars. Um, it, it, once we get on the longer, like grinder courses, like a Genesis or, uh, like a, um, farmers, I think that's perfect for him where he can get away with missing some of these birdie putts and just get, get his pars and move on. Um, so I'm maybe a little biased, but, um, <laughs> once we get to a harder stretch, I'm, I'm going to continue to bet Nito. So, so if you, you were there first, Genesis open. Yeah. All in. <laughs> Yeah, he just needs to get in the field. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. Um, I'm curious on the time. Um, obviously, it's been a quick one tonight. Um, I just want one name, hundred to one plus, off both for you before we go. Um, Craig. Oh, why me first? <laughs> um, just give me a second. Um... Like, because I was kind of fully involved in the Valderrama as well. I haven't really, really had a look. I did say Mackenzie Hughes, but I kind of, I'm kind of think more Cameron Davis now. Yeah. I think that's a pretty big number for a guy with serious talent. Yeah, I'll go Cameron Davis. I think it was 21st last week, along with Henley, I think. Um, so, yeah. Fair play, um, John. Yeah, I would. I, I don't know if these guys are as long as a hundred. I think they might be eighty. But uh, Matt McNeely and Johnny Vegas are the two guys I think are worth a a, a gamble in the eighty to hundred range. I'm probably not going to go any longer than that. It's a top heavy field. It's going to take a, a good four rounds to to beat some of the best guys in the world here. So uh, I wouldn't go any longer than those personally, but I think those guys, I mean, Mav is a member here and knows the course well and, and the game's in good form. So I think 80 is a decent number. I'd like to see that a little longer, but um, I think that's a decent number to consider. Vegas um, just seems to play well in these drivable par fours. There's three of them here. So that kind of suits his game and it's a birdie fest where we've seen him play his best in easy scoring conditions. So those are my two guys. Nice. Um, and I'm going to go Brandon Grace. I will. Um, what place? What place? Uh, one two five. He is. Oh, fair. Pretty big fair number, number, I think. I mean, straight hitter, good putter. Um, oh, quickly before John leaves, uh, did any success last week? At training. <laughs> uh, not here. I actually, I had a pretty light card. It was, out, it was outrights only, so I didn't really give myself much exposure if I didn't hit any. Um, Louis Ustazen was the closest I had. He was, he missed a lot of putts. He had one of his worst putting, mm. crew, putting, uh, you know, events of, uh, the last year, which is inconvenient timing. Um, cause he struck the <laughs> ball, he, he struck it very well. And, you know, he's supposed to be a good putter. So had that turnaround for him, I think he would have been in the mix. He looked pretty good last week, but I think that putter's a little lost at the moment. So I probably mm. won't go back to him, but, uh, you know, shouts to anyone who had Sung Jay last week. Good week from him. Nice. Um, yeah, I just had Aaron Wise. Um, at seventy-five, eighty to one place, which was a, a nice week. It was. I had um, to. I had to endure that ordeal. That was Matt Wolf in that last round. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't watch it uh, personally because um, I was away. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was just ran into, you know, I mean, in an informed Sanjay, weren't it? It was unreal. It was. I, I mean, uh, I mean, did you see Matt Wood's putting performance? He must have been like, <laughs> he was making everything, but it just everything else was absolutely abysmal. Mm. I mean, it was strange, but hey, well, it was a full place uh, with a yeah. second place finish, so can't complain too much. But yeah, yeah, it really was. We had a decent week between us. That's all that matters. It is. Um, hopefully, 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 same this week then. Eh? Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over your three just quickly again, Craig? Here you go. Yep, sure. Uh, the Auss- the Aussie duo of Cam Cam Smith thirty five to one and Mark Leishman forty five to one, uh, both seven places, and Kevin Na fifty five to one, also seven places. Lovely stuff. Um, John, who are your top fancies this week? I've got um, I've got Colin and Inkton. That's locked, and yeah. uh, the rest of the card is in pencil at the moment. But um, eyeing Cameron Smith. Um, actually, thinking about, uh, I would say Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, and maybe Sam Burns. Um, I got to look at that number again because he's been he's been hot lately, and I think yeah. the number's not not super uh, tight. So I would say probably two of those three guys, in addition to Colin, is where my card will end. Nice. Um, any um, DraftKings re- recommendations this week? Just quickly. Uh, I like your Henley call. I was on him at the CJ Cup last year. It was really his to lose, uh, and he kind of collapsed, like as he tends to do on Sunday. Uh, he really gave that tournament away. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, credit to Kokrak because he had a great round, but um, Henley was in position to win that game, and he had a he had a tough go on. Sunday, and you know, we saw what he did in contention at um, at the Wyndham. So he's a guy I'm a little hesitant to bet outright. But he should play well on this course. So I think he's a good DFS play, uh, or like a top five, top ten placement bet. Um, and then yeah, Mav and um, and Vegas are, are two value guys that I'll be looking at in DraftKings too. Lovely stuff. Um, it was my first first week winning money last week, so I'll be going in again. Oh well. Hey, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're enjoying it so far, Jamie. Drafting. Yeah, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. As John said, the people that you don't back, that you don't think will do quite as well, you go in on DraftKings, which seems to be seems to be the way forward. Um, might, yeah, might, might need to draft someone in for like a full episode on DraftKings. We'll see. How it yeah, goes. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because it is interesting. Is listen to the different podcasts as well. Last week I did. Um, but yeah, and I say me this week. I'm just on Ross Henley this week. 66s. I am. Um, uh, I've got. Um, we've got. A, we've got another guest by the well, by the sounds of it and by the looks of it on Thursday. So be aware of that. All right, cracking. Okay. Um, I'll see you later on then, guys. Thanks again, John. Um, everyone, obviously, PJ Tell. Obviously, we don't need to introduce you again. Yep. Um, everyone <laughs> knows you. Um, celebrity. <laughs> um, appreciate you coming on mate I know it's been tight but yeah it's been great having you again yeah cheers fellas uh, happy to do it anytime um, nice catching up with you and good luck this week yeah and you mate and th- thanks Craig uh, no bother mate cheers bye cheers see ya <laughs>